the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, during these midweek Lenten services, we've been examining each of the six chief parts of the Catechism in light of Jesus' Passion. Tonight, our attention turns to the fifth part, which is confession. Now, what is confession? Confession has two parts. First, that we confess our sins, and second, that we receive absolution, that is, forgiveness from the pastor as from God himself, not doubting, but firmly believing that by it our sins are forgiven before God in heaven. Drawn from the pages of Holy Scripture, this is how the small catechism defines confession. Now, it goes on to explain the office of the keys. And the office of the keys is that special authority which Christ has given to his church on earth to forgive the sins of repentant sinners. But to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. So what do confession and the office of the keys have to do with the passion of Jesus? Well, simply put, Jesus has purchased the authority to forgive sins by his innocent suffering and death on the cross. The office of the keys is the authority to forgive the sins of those who are sorry for their sins. And it's also the authority to retain the sins of those who are not sorry for their sins. And having been given all authority on heaven and on earth, following his crucifixion and resurrection, Jesus now gives this authority to his church on earth. Now, as a, a set of car keys or house keys can both unlock or lock, so does the office of the keys. And except the office of the keys doesn't unlock or lock your car or your house, the office of the keys unlocks or locks heaven to you. When forgiveness is given, the door of heaven is open, is unlocked to you. Yet when forgiveness is withheld, the door of heaven is locked. It's closed. And so everything depends on you having the forgiveness of all of your sins. And as sins are ultimately against God, we confess our sins to Him. God be praised that God forgives penitent sinners freely for Christ's sake. How can Jesus pray, Father, forgive them, and his heavenly Father not do so? It's impossible. Jesus is the one who kept the law perfectly. He's the one who bore the sins of the world in his flesh. And he's the one who's delivered over to death for our sins. So how is it that the Father can deny His Son's prayer? He can't. He can't deny them. God forgives sinners for Christ's sake. 
And yet, where is this forgiveness found? We can't travel back in time 2,000 years to the cross of Calvary, where was one? We live here in time. We're burdened by sins, sins of, uh, that are in our thoughts, by our words, by our deeds. Where does God give us the forgiveness of sins so that our faith may have something concrete, solid to rely upon? While it was on the cross where Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, it was on the day he rose from the dead when he said to his disciples, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. The Father answered his son's prayer for forgiveness by rising him from the dead. This was the public declaration of absolution, of forgiveness to all sinners. And however, this absolution must be given to specific sinners, and those sinners must receive it in faith. This is why Jesus established the office of the keys. The same forgiveness for which Jesus died, he gives to his church here on earth. When Jesus gave this authority to his church, he also established an office to exercise it. That is the office of holy ministry. And it's through this ministry of the proclamation of the gospel, the administration of the sacraments, that God comes to serve us. God's called and ordained minister isn't allowed to say whatever he wants. He isn't allowed to do whatever he wants. He's bound by God's word. And he's to preach, first and foremost, the law in all of its severity. Those holding on to their sins in impenitence need to be told that their sins are bound, retained to them. While God forgives penitent sinners, he doesn't forgive the impenitent. So the office of the keys requires the preaching of the law. Ten Commandments. Without the law, we can't learn to know ourselves as sinners. Sins are transgression against God's law, His commandments. God says do it, and we fail to do it. He says don't do it, and we do it anyways. This is sin. Even the desire to sin is sin. And God's called an ordained minister must preach this. He must not only preach the law, he must also preach the gospel in all of its comfort. And it's the gospel that tells us that God forgives us our sins. And this isn't on account of anything that you do. It's not by your own reason or strength. It's all because of the suffering and death of Jesus on our behalf. And the gospel isn't just 
basic information telling us about Jesus. The gospel is God imparting to us the very forgiveness of sins. Sins we so desperately need. The gospel doesn't tell us what to do to be forgiven. It actually forgives us our sins. When the penitent confesses his sins to the pastor's pastor and seeks absolution from him, he is in fact confessing his sins to God himself and seeking absolution from God himself. God forgives us for the sake of Jesus' suffering and death. God forgives us through the speaking of his ministers. To reject the voice of Christ's minister is to reject the voice of Jesus. Jesus said to those he sent out, He who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Fellow redeemed, we need to confess our sins to God. We need to hear his word of forgiveness. This is why Jesus establishes the office of preaching the gospel and ministering the sacraments and why he has called men into this office. It's for your benefit. The forgiveness which Christ won through his innocent suffering and death on the cross must be given out to those who need it. Immediately our minds are drawn to what takes place in the divine service on Sunday. To your corporate confession of sins, God's called and ordained minister speaks his word of absolution, his word of forgiveness to you. And yet, this word of forgiveness, this word confession and absolution, can take, private, can take place privately as well. If there's any specific sin that bothers your conscience, you can confess it privately. And hearing Christ's words of forgiveness for that particular sin can bring great benefit, comfort to you pastor is obliged or obligated by his ordination vow never to reveal anything that anyone confesses to him. The confession is made to the God who dismisses our sins, removing them as far as the east is from the west. Sins that are forgiven are not revealed. And you know why? Because they've been covered by the blood of Jesus. Fellow redeemed, whether publicly or corporately, privately or individually, it's the same absolution. Same word of forgiveness from the same Christ. Purchased by the same holy and precious blood and obtained by the same prayer. Father, forgive them. God wants to forgive your sins. Look to the cross to see where he won it. And listen to his word of absolution to know 
and to believe where it is given. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.